Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to another episode of Dad's Beards Nerds Reviews. The extra content you never you needed, but always knew you wanted. Now, let's get into the review. Today, we will be reviewing the Blair Witch Game. The Blair Witch Game is a first-person survival horror game developed and published by Bluebird Team. It's not clear to me whether this game is a prequel or a sequel to the Blair Witch Project, and it was released for Microsoft Windows, Steam OS, and Xbox One on August 30th, 2019. That's right, a recent game review. Not a review on a game that was released 18 million years ago. Let's do it! So... There's a personal connection to this game. Let's hop into that first. It's 1999. The Blair Witch Project is out, and it's all my friends can talk about at school and when we're hanging out at one of their places. Some time goes by, and it's finally on video, and they try hard to convince me to watch it. I, at this point in time, hate scary movies, but I give it to the peer pressure and watch it with my friends. The movie is meant to look real and is one of the pioneers of the found footage genre. So what? It scares the living daylights out of me. Not only because it's just a generally scary horror slash psychological movie, but also I live in a small mountain town that has a lot of wooded areas much like the Blair Witch Project. Now, with that backstory, I want to jump into the current day when I play the Blair Witch Project game. So let's hop into the setting and story so far. The story starts off with the main character, Ellis, who is a police officer and his dog, Bullet, driving on a small back road. Jess, who is Ellis's significant other, calls him, and at this point, you have an option to accept the call or ignore it, which ends up being your first of many optional interactions. Ellis and Bullet are on their way to help with the search for a missing child in the woods, a child you come to find out you have a connection with. After you park, you find a small clearing where police cars and other vehicles are and grab some supplies, including a flashlight, before heading into the woods. If you're familiar with the Blair Witch lore, then you'll know that the second you step into these woods, things tend to get weird. The music changes with the tone, and you're immediately immersed in a tense and unsettling situation. As you walk through the woods, you'll come across an abandoned camp that seems to degrade and become dwarfed each time you circle back to it, an old sawmill, train tracks, and the coup de gras in the form of the creepiest abandoned house in the woods ever. Not only are you finding these locations, but you'll also find wooden idols, Polaroid pictures, and clues that will help Bullet sniff out the trail of the missing child. So, let's focus on some of these game mechanics. You've got some supplies and items that will help you during your trip into madness. Let's jump into those. Your flashlight is your number one thing. So, the flashlight isn't just to light the way. During some of the game's more intense moments, you'll need to shine your flashlight on monsters in the woods in some of the most tense moments you'll experience in the game. Your flashlight won't kill them, but it will deter them from coming closer. With the help of Bullet, you'll basically point the flashlight where he's looking, and hopefully the monster will be there. You'll see a bright flash of light letting you know that you stopped it. For now. This is really one of the game's most tense and scary moments. Bullet does have a tendency to get in your blind spot, which causes you to get hit or killed more often than not. After a couple death scenes, I realized I needed to fix my camera on Bullet before pointing my light in the direction of danger. Number two. You find a camcorder the first time you find a small camp. That's right, a camcorder. That's not creepy, especially while searching for a missing child. Uh, sarcasm. After you watch the tape on the camcorder, a small tutorial shows you what it's really for. During the game, you'll come across tapes that you'll need to watch and subsequently rewind slash pause in order to open a door that was previously locked or allow an item to appear that wasn't there before. Let's get something straight. These tapes, they're creepy, like super creepy. 
Even more so when a door that was locked and closed slowly creaks open as you pause the tape in the perfect spot. The camcorder will also work as your way later in the game to navigate some of the more darker areas and to show you threats you couldn't see previously but need to avoid. In the later half of the game, it becomes your greatest asset. The, the, the camcorder really helps to set this tone, set this mood, especially when you're, you're using it to kind of unlock these puzzles. And it just, oof. I had so many chilling moments with this. Number three. The sound and lighting plays a huge part in this game, and some might say are the biggest cues to what's happening that you'll get. With a ton of survivor horror games utilizing sound as a mood changer, this one is no different. Oftentimes, as the game transitions from day to night in the earlier parts, the music changes as well. The safety of day fades once it becomes night. The music gets even more intense and ominous, leaving you on the edge of your seat. Oh, did I forget to mention that the game insists that you play with headphones on? Yeah, really multiplies that creepy feeling when everything is just naturally in your ears. Some of the best transitions from day night don't even happen naturally as a means to progress the story. One minute you're walking, finding clues and avoiding being killed by an ominous stick monster, and then wham! You're waking up somewhere else, and the whole tone of the game has changed. No warning at all. And number four, the last one, is your cell phone and radio, which will periodically help with your dive into madness. At times, you'll receive phone calls and texts from Jess that make sense, and then other times, absolutely no sense. The best text messages you'll receive are from an unknown sender, and most times tell you to look in a certain direction or have affirmations of how you belong to the Blair Witch. Your radio goes off the rails quickly as well once you're told to switch it to a different channel, which generally has either nonsense or a mystery man antagonizing you during your search for the missing boy. It's fucking wild. It's wild stuff. This game just, oh, it takes all these items, all these cues, and just kind of just shoves it in your face and keeps you on edge the whole time. I loved it. So, what's the payoff? As with the other Blair Witch properties in lore, you're going to finally come to an abandoned house here at some point. What does that mean, you ask? Well, it's about to pop off and get even more intense. Ellis finally starts to delve deeper into madness with hallucinations of his time in the army. Memories of a boss response to a robbery he was called to, and then all the voices in your ear telling you to come to her and that you're hers. The last act of the game is amazing and at its peak with scares, voices in your ear, and the eventual payoff to what's happened all game long. I want to dive deeper into it, but this is the part where I ask you to play and find out for yourself because, well, if you have Games Pass, this game is essentially free. So play it. So, the synopsis. The creep factor is always cranked up to 10 in this game, with moments that will have you on the edge of your seat and potentially screaming out loud at 2am, waking your significant other up. That's right, that did happen. She was pissed. Watching Ella slowly dive deeper into his own issues and to eventual madness was entertaining and unsettling to watch, but... Like all things Blair Witch, you will be hers. So, the rating. Play it. It's basically free if you have Xbox Games Pass. So there's really no other excuse not to unless you hate scary games. Coming in at six hours long, it's a fun game to play through in maybe two to three nights. And the story is thrilling with multiple branching paths that get lost in. Not to mention, extra points for being able to pet the dog. That's right, you can pet the dog. He's just a good boy. But, play the game. It's awesome. So damn awesome.